Okay, good morning, everyone. I am Shaz Jones, the host of Bible Hacks Podcast, and I'm joined this morning by the mental marketer, Mark Douglas. So welcome, Mark. Oh, thanks so much, Shaz. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. want to just jump straight in because I know you have so much value to give. And I know our audience will be really interested in, in what you have to say. So I wanted to mm -hmm. ask you first about pre-sales. Um, I, I saw when I was reading the story of Joseph recently that he went to the Pharaoh, like the most powerful man in the world, which is an awesome client to have, right? And mm -hmm. um, he said to the Pharaoh, look, you're not going to need me for at least seven years because things are going to be awesome for the next seven years <laughs> um, and then on the eighth year it's going to start to get a bit bad and really you're not going to be in real deep trouble to like you know year 12 13 14 kind of thing um but then he gave him a strategy which was you know hire someone now that knows mm -hmm. about the stuff and of course he was the only one in the room that knew about that stuff <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's like pre-selling Pharaoh. Like, you, you won't even need me for seven years, but start paying me now. And I thought that's just such a brilliant strategy. So I wanted to ask you about mm -hmm. pre-sales uh, in, a, in a practical sort of sense. What can we do today to start uh, heading down that track of pre-sales? Ah, that's a great question, Shaz. And uh, when you talk about uh, pre-sales, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, being able to um, to deliver to your audience or your customers what they want. I think that I think that so many times, if you're an entrepreneur or we have these ideas in our mind and what we believe. Uh, would be valuable to our audiences, um, but very many times there's a disconnect between those two, mm -hmm. and and pre-selling really gives you the opportunity to get advanced information. And I know, that's yeah, and right. I know, mm -hmm. and I know uh, there's a thing that's called, uh, you know, I think a lot of uh, people practice it's a just in time learning yeah. have you heard that phrase before yeah 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 just in, just in time learning where uh where you can ask uh your audience exactly what they are struggling with or what is it that they particularly need help with and then you're able to gather that information and structure your product, your service, your course, or uh, whatever you might be selling based on uh, the input that you're receiving from your audience. Um, That's so this, smart. That's really good. Right, right. You, I think this avoids the, uh, the uh, you know, I had someone come to me recently and uh, they're wanting to build out a, uh, a membership area. Now, what we have currently is, is sufficient to put out there. But then it's like, well, what if they this? What if they, what if, what if, what if? Mm -hmm. And there's a thousand of scenarios that you can come up with, what mm -hmm. if? 
And we could go down a completely different path where our subscribers may never even touch this area. Yeah. So in, instead of us saying, oh yeah, they're gonna want this, then let's, let's, let's get them in, let's listen to their feedback and let's develop this according to the input we receive from our users. That's great. Yeah, because I find instead of just in time learning, a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of just in case learning. And they're like, you get overwhelmed, right? Like you were saying, what if this, what if that, what if that? And they never actually get to take action because it's just in case, just in case. They've got to cover all these bases that may not ever happen. So that was... Yeah. Some value right there. Yeah, really good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm actually partnering with uh two other two other people, and one wants to wait, and one wants to go, and the one that wants to go says that he said to me said that I want to make sure that um we're not just procrastinating and trying to make things perfect when they're never going to be perfect, and. That's it. And it's the point where we're always going to be tweaking. So let's go ahead and launch it now as opposed to what he called it. He felt it was a mental uh, a way of procrastinating and not yeah. moving forward with it. Right. Now, yeah, so do it now and iterate is much better than cover all the bases because you, you never get there. Um, now, you mentioned the mental side of things then, and you are the founder of The Mental Marketer. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask, what does that mean to you? What is The Mental Marketer? What do you mean by that? Uh, that's a great question. When you said The Mental Marketer, I know that I think in some countries, the mental means uh, like crazy. Yeah, that's what I was I'm like. This is crazy. Why would you call your business the mental marketer? So I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Why? Uh, because it's like they they see mental as being crazy. Well, maybe it is a little crazy, but no, <laughs> no. Um, uh, the mental marketer is just a name that I I created because it was my uh you know, my combination uh, wanted to say that sales, marketing, and uh, a positive mental attitude oh. are really the uh, the three biggest things that I'm a fanatic of. And, okay. and I kind of wanted a name that would encompass that together. Um, but, yeah. you know, I find out that it doesn't translate well to some... Uh, <laughs> No, it means that as well, you know, the mental side. And I love that you said, like, that's something that you're passionate about because all champions are, right? If you talk to the person who's the best, you know, the the Michael Jordans or, or whoever, um, they always talk about the mental game and how, yes. you know, they, they can be good at all these techniques and practical things. But if they don't care that with the mental, then then they're not going to be a champion. So I love that you bring that side of it. That's really good. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think 
uh, I think there is a, a mental aspect in marketing and it is a big component of marketing. It's yeah. uh, you can you can give someone all the tactics and uh, to do all the tasks to do. But if they're not the, you know, the person that can do the tasks and if they they don't have the right, you know, I, sometimes it's attitude and it's mental mm -hmm. attitude yeah. to to actually perform the tasks then they'll just have a you know a list of things to do but they don't they won't know how to accomplish them yeah and i love that when when i started with the pre-sales question your answer started with the mental component as well and it was focused on others like finding out from them what they want rather than us just pushing it on and of course the kingdom is very much others focused so i love that side of things too have you got a favorite bible verse um or you know something that you like to teach from the bible or what speaks to you from the bible regarding your business uh, uh i would say that i grew up in a a, a in a church home okay oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the youngest of nine. What? And, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds hectic. <laughs> well, if if you ask my older siblings, they would say that I'm spoiled because yeah, I the baby always is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, I was raised by a single mom, and uh, but one thing we were we were in church every Sunday um not just not just Sundays but we were in church on Wednesdays Saturday nights and uh <laughs> the whole so, enchilada <laughs> yeah yeah so um for me to pump uh to say a favorite verse um I would have to say it was a you know and I may not be quoting it exactly right here but there's a verse that talks about um that all things work together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that Bible verse really, uh, I have to remind myself of that on a, on a consistent and daily basis. Um, the, when you look at some circumstances and you look at some things it's easy to to think that okay why is this happening to me and and that's just in the moment why is this happening to me and um but when you think that uh another phrase that kind of goes along with it is that things are happening for you and not to you and when you have that when you have that uh, outlook and that perspective, it really changes uh, the way you see things. It does. And I think it's important for everyone listening to know, um, firstly, that you did that again. You shifted the focus onto other people um, and you talked about something of value to them, that life is happening for them, not to them. But also that verse yeah. always reminds me 
you know, mm-hmm. when God's saying that all things work together, that's a systems approach, right? You know, and some people come and they go, well, I've, I've got this website here and I've got some emails here and, you know, I've, I've got this happening over here and I'm on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on YouTube, but none of them are working together. Whereas the, the kingdom business approach is mm-hmm. that you have a system where everything is unified and it actually compounds the returns that you get from them. And I know that you have um, some programs that help people with their digital systems. Um, how did you come to sort of choose that space? Was it something that you felt called to or something that you just kind of fell into or did your clients say this is what we need help with? How did you become an, or I think on your link tree, it says that you're a, a digital marketer, an affiliate marketer and an all around great guy or something like that. So how did you become a digital marketer? Well, I want to say that the digital marketer and the online marketer, those are all titles that I gave myself. But the all-around great guy is something that everybody else has bestowed <laughs> upon me. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. Just ask me. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, Shaz, uh, because I spent uh, a good portion of my life, over 20 years of my life, in corporate America. And... Yeah. And I was uh, I was pursuing a a path that I, you know, after thinking about it, it was it wasn't a path that that I really chose. I think it it was a path that I was on to please others. Wow! And uh, it was because, you know, I you know I was always taught, okay, get a job go to college and then work for a company. And, you know, I am loyal. That's uh, one thing I am loyal. And so I did that. I climbed the corporate ladder. I got up to a very prestigious company, Forbes. If you know what Forbes is, it's a magazine that has- Yeah, a the richest, right? Yeah, of the, in it. and the company I worked for was on the top 10 of uh, companies to work for in the United States. I mean, almost every year. And it was what I was, it's what I worked so hard and that there I was in that position until I was, uh, I was let go abruptly at the end of 2019. And it gave me an opportunity to really search deep inside and answer some, some tough questions that I may, uh, may not have asked myself all throughout all these years. And that was really, why was I where I was at the time? Why was I this insurance auto claims adjuster? Why why am I here? And when I really uh, searched deep inside of me, it was fear. It, wow. It, wow. It, was, it was fear. It was really fear. Um, and I think maybe it had something to do with... Uh, uh, the way I was raised and I, I felt I had to run away from, uh, you know, I was, I was raised in, okay, I, I won't say poverty, but okay, there were times we didn't have food in the house. There were times uh, where we didn't have running water or electricity and okay, 
in the United States, you know, those things are what we expect. You know, I always, I always had love for my family, always had a roof over my head, thank goodness. Um, but there were times we didn't have some things. And I think my, my mental attitude was that I need to work hard and I needed to stay as far away from poverty as I could. Wow. Um, and this was the route that I was given, but being let go from that company really made me go deep and say, where is, where do my passions lie? Uh, where do my passions lie? And I looked in my personal library and I saw the things that I gravitated towards in my spare time. And it was always sales, marketing and leadership books. And, yeah. and I, and I graduated with a degree in marketing um, years ago, but I found myself in the insurance industry. Um, and this time I said, okay, I've got the opportunity to really pursue something, not out of fear, but out of my sheer desire and what I feel is um, my bigger purpose. Yeah. So although I, you know, although I say, you know, I do, I build funnels, I do, uh, I help entrepreneurs, uh, you know, I help entrepreneurs start and grow their business. But in actuality, what I really do is I, I, I really help people get over the same obstacles that I was uh, struggling with for so long. Mm -hmm. And that's the mental, uh, the mental blocks that kept me in a position where I didn't realize who I was. Oh, that's good. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I love how just saying, uh, you know, how we're made in the image of God. And, yeah. and we are, uh, we are, a, we're just these great beings. And I think sometimes we don't realize it. And, yeah. That's and, good. That's good, Mark. Yes. Because, yeah, once we see uh, who God is and who we are, we we have the right identity to go into the marketplace and to help other people see who God is and who they are. And that's a powerful, transformative thing. Um, I just wanted to hit um, the reason why I sort of wanted to start with uh, a question right off the front. Normally I give a bio and things like that and um, uh -huh. I'll do that in a minute. But when I look at the gospel writers, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they uh -huh. all share the good news, but they all do it quite differently. And so if you look at Matthew, he goes into all this detail about the family history and gives the whole family tree genealogy. <laughs> and if you look at Luke, he gives all the detail about not just Jesus from birth, but even before birth and his cousin's birth and how his mom went to visit his cousin when he was like still pregnant and like lots of pre sort of detail. And John starts okay. with this profound insight about the identity of God, who he is and like in terms of the word and just completely different to the other three. But Mark uh -huh. just goes bang, we're into it straight away. And <laughs> the only sort of pre-detail he gives is um, he talks about that this was a prophetic happening and he, and he gives like Isaiah's 
quick take on it. Um, mm -hmm. And you sort of talked about, you know, pre-learning and, and advanced information that you get from pre-sales. And I was like, that is so like Mark in the Bible. So I don't know if you see yourself like that, um, but I see you like that because he, you know, really? was not just prophetic and not just about advanced information. Um, and, and which of course is like just in time. And if you look at Mark, he's always talking about time. And the word that he uses most frequently is immediately. Uh -huh. Everything happens now. And so like you were talking how some people can get caught in this trap. And I know for the entrepreneurs that are listening now, they probably really recognize this. If not in themselves, then someone they know who just never gets to taking action. And Mark, uh, as a gospel writer, um, he he doesn't just start with kind of action. Like there's no Christmas story. You wouldn't know what family Jesus was from or how he was born or anything like that from Mark because he's just like, let's get into it. And, yeah. and the way that he ends up is also this action plan, right? It's like, go into all the world. So it's a global plan and it teaches them what to do and how to teach others. So it's like the mental side of it as well, but it's like lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And so it's in service of not just who he's talking to, but what they can do for others. And I just see that so real in your life. That you, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, you are like, you know, modern day Mark. And, and the reason why I told people to go into the world is to proclaim, like, be a speaker, be a podcast guest, be a podcast host, you know, be, be out there proclaiming the good news. And that's what you do. You, you focus on not like this are all the things that are stopping you. Like, hey, this is how to go for it. This is how to get it done. This is how to make your marketing actually work and be practical. So I just... I just want to explain that that's why I started with sort of putting the pressure on you. Let's get some value out there. <laughs> but I wanted wow. to ask you. Wow! Um, wow! That's a uh, that's a uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. I have a brother. Well, I had a brother, and uh, his name was John. Ah. His wow. Name was John. Yeah, you got yeah. two gospels coming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we used to compare our uh, our uh, chapter of the Bible, and 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 uh, it just you know we were really young, and uh, we would I would you know talk about Mark being the best disciple, and then he would talk <laughs> about John, and uh, but it it was nothing like the observation that you just made though. And that's an interesting uh, observation about the the way they approach storytelling, really. Yeah, the, yeah very writing Both great, both awesome, um, but very kind of different. Um, so I just, Mark in marketing with the mental marketer, like it, it just seems to be so new and I just love it. Um, I read a quote the other day, and I still haven't found out who it's from, but it said, people quit when they run out of future. Um, and I, like from the story of Joseph, he, when he came to his client, the first thing that he did really was tell him, 
a story about the next 14 years. Um, mm -hmm. And so I set him up to, to see into the future at least 14 years. And I like to uh, give clients a sense of, you know, the future, where we're going, have a bit of a plan like Mark Gibson, an action plan, um, mm -hmm. because if, if they don't see the future, then they can quit. They can say, oh, you know, like you see it in personal relationships, you know, mm -hmm. a, a man and a woman might really love each other and then like, you know, six months down the track, they're like, this, I just can't see a future for us anymore. And mm -hmm. like if they don't see a future, then they quit on you. So what sort of future do you help your clients with? What is some of the future, maybe some trends in digital marketing or what sort of, um, how do you help people see their online future? Uh, great question. Great question. You know, I think that, uh, you know, when, when you imagine or when you, close your eyes it opens a uh it opens a plethora of things that you could actually imagine i think that there and and uh just going through everyday life i think that the things around us sometimes can encourage us to think about uh the future in a not so good way Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and a lot, and a lot of times, it's these external. Um, I think some what people do. Uh, what I've heard is they take what's happened in the past, and and we've got that image of things that have happened in the past, and we take that image and then we project it into the future. Although, mm. although it, it's it's whether we project positive in the future or whether we project negative in the future neither of those are true mm. because we the, the truth is that the future is unknown so what I do is I help my clients my students the, and actually my friends my family and all those around me to focus on outcomes that are positive outcomes. That's great. Focus on a future that is a uh, that is filled with uh, situations and scenarios that are uh, empowering to them. Okay, because there there is a thought over here. So I what I do is what I I outbalance there their thoughts. That's and, great by saying it. And I and I plant uh you know the same way that there could be a negative outcome planted, I'm going to look at it and plant positive. Well have you looked at it this way? Have you looked at it this way? Because I think okay sometimes just society and the environment programs a lot of negativity. A lot of negativity. And when and I think when you're, because you said that, you know, we run out of future. And I think sometimes it's not, you know, maybe it's not running out of future, but seeing a, a future that isn't positive, seeing mm. a negative future, seeing. That's a good distinction. Mm. Right. So when someone says they can't see a future with you, um, 
then they need to be shown or they need there needs to be a description of given to them uh, the same way that future without them, they need to have a future given to them with you, of what it would be like, what it would feel like if we were uh, to, together. And I think you have to continue to paint that positive picture because if not, this other negative picture will kind of outweigh uh, what the positive is. And it's, it's, and it's probably a, a, a continual discussion. Yeah. So was yes. a lot. If, if a client um, comes to like one of the entrepreneurs that are listening to this now, um, I know like with Joseph, his technique was kind of to contrast the seven years of abundance with the seven years of um, famine. And mm. what's sort of something that you would do? Would you sort of tell them like you could have an online future where you've just got a website and relying on people to come to you or you could have this whole digital marketing system where everything's working together and compounding the returns that you get or what would be some tips that you would give to the entrepreneurs listening about how they can use that principle of showing someone a future what's the best way to to do that in an encouraging positive way for their clients Okay. Um, I definitely say, well, that's, you know, acknowledge, acknowledge their, their, uh, acknowledge what they're thinking. That's great. Um, yep. And, and uh, say, well, have you, can you imagine, can you imagine if it was this way? Mm. Just that phrase, can you imagine? Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's one way to, that's one way to see it. Because uh, I, I, you know what, uh, I learned because I'll, I'll, if you just oppose someone, they're going to really pull back from mm -hmm. what you might suggest. So you want to kind of go with them and let them know, well, that's one way to think about it. Have you thought about this outcome? Well, can you imagine if we did work together and this next month, you got five clients and then you close two of them. Then that, and then you're going to paint that picture. You're going to paint that word picture of what the future looks like um, with them working for you. And that's uh, great. That's, I don't want people listening to miss that. So Mark just gave you three words there that could turn around a conversation and they're so powerful. Can you imagine? So if you yeah. use that template with your clients to paint the picture of what it would be like working with you, whether you're an entrepreneur, a speaker, a leader, even a preacher in the pulpit, can you imagine? They're three great words to start people, um, you know, when it says John, the profound one, when he says in the beginning was the word, that that word actually means, you know, imagination as well as conversation and logic and there's a whole lot of things bound in that. But that that template, three words, great. Yeah, and let me say let me say one more quick thing because what you want to do is you want to give them the tool to figure it out. So mm. what if they're if they're thinking that then they may not have thought of that themselves. Yeah. So 
What I want to do is I want to give them the tool to open up their mind to see a positive outcome. I don't want to, I don't want to tell them, but I no. want to give, I want to give them the tool that they can say, hmm, I hadn't considered that. And yeah. it's maybe they've they've been on this, they've been on this track of negative thoughts for so long that they haven't been able to see the other possibilities. But I want to be able to say, have you seen it this way? And then when you give them a little bit more, uh, because I believe that people, when you give them uh, a little more, if they know better, they'll do better. Mm. And you give them a little bit of uh, insight and say, hmm, I haven't thought of that. Well, you've got a good point there. And then you bring it to the light. You see them in their posture. You'll see it in the posture. You'll see it in their uh, in their attitude. And it just like just brings them up. You'll see it in their body, in their body. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Like, I, I want to ask you, because um, that, that can you imagine? That's just really hit me that, that that's like the ultimate in others focused conversations. I've never heard anyone put it that simply and powerfully before. So thanks, Mark. I, I want to ask you, um, can you imagine for us, for the people listening uh, to the podcast, you, I know you work with entrepreneurs all over the world, your hashtag global, which I love. So anyone listening anywhere in the world, help us imagine what it'd be like working with you. Have you got some tools or an offer or should we just go to the mentalmarketer.com? How do we work with you more closely or on a deeper level to get these amazing, deep, profound insights from you. Ah, uh, it's easy. Um, I have a, uh, I have a link tree. I have a website, um, The Mental Marketer. And if you remember the name, The Mental Marketer, you can find me on Facebook, uh, YouTube channel. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram. Uh, and uh, I have a link tree that is like a link in my bio for each of my social media uh, platforms that will lead you to uh, where you can follow me. Um, you can subscribe to my uh, weekly newsletter. It's called the Mental Marketer Insider, where you'll be receiving some of my insider tips and you'll get to know me on a, a really personal level. I love communicating through email. Um, there'll be some freebies there um, about and there'll be some freebies that will show you how to start an online business or at least uh, using social media uh, with sales funnels. And I've got some complete processes there and clear, easy to follow, simple steps uh, with videos that, um, that you're able to take advantage of. And then you can just, uh, you know, reach out to me directly if there's, uh, you know, if you want to uh, connect with me on a deeper level which I'd love to. Excellent. So yeah. the link tree link is at linktr.ee, I think. Yes. Slash the mental marketer. Yes. Okay. And that's, that's where it says that you are a digital marketer, an affiliate marketer, and an all-around great guy. <laughs> that's what they tell me. <laughs> and well, I think anyone listening has caught that much about you that you are definitely an expert on marketing and others centered marketing and action taking marketing and you know stopping all the overwhelm 
getting all things working together for good, that system sort of compounding results, leverage results side of things. Um, I'm, I'm sure that people have picked up on all of that. And I hope that they really do go to thementalmarketer.com or the link tree, the mental marketer, um, to start working with you because I've seen the results that you're getting. It's just amazing. Um, and you're an all-round great guy. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me today on Bible Hacks, Mark. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shaz. Thanks.